the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Fellow redeemed, reading through the pages of Holy Scripture, you'll begin to realize that the waters of the Jordan River are important. It's in these waters where God works some of His greatest miracles. It's here where we see that God washed Naaman clean of his leprosy. It's in these waters where God, through the prophet Elijah, divided the waters, and Elijah and Elisha were able to cross on dry ground to the other side. And it's also where you heard in our Old Testament for this day, it's these waters that the children of Israel passed through in order to enter the promised land. And as soon as the Ark of the Covenant entered the water, the water stopped. The children of Israel crossed into the promised land on dry ground. Ultimately, they were saved through the water. And the source of that salvation was the Ark, the source where it's the presence of the Lord which touched that water. Now, a hundred of years later, after these events, God continued to use the waters of the Jordan River in order to pour out His gift of eternal life, of salvation. Now, prior to our gospel for this morning, St. Matthew writes for us that Jerusalem and all Judea in the region about the Jordan was going out to John, that is, John the Baptist were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You heard this a couple of weeks ago in Advent. Through his preaching, the Holy Spirit was drawing these individuals to receive the blessed gift of baptism. Confessing their sins, they wanted their sins washed away. They wanted their sins forgiven by the Redeemer whose way John the Baptist was preparing. And it's here when Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John to be baptized by him. And seeing his Lord stand before him, desiring to be baptized, John must have been surprised. In fact, he was. He says to Jesus, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? In other words, John is saying to Jesus, I'm a sinner. And not only that, I'm baptizing sinners. But you, Jesus, you're the true God. You're the sinless one. You're the Redeemer whose way I am preparing. I need your forgiveness. You don't need this forgiveness that I'm proclaiming. Oh, would that each of us recognize and confess our sins like John does. Would that each of us also recognize and confess our need for the forgiveness that comes through Jesus alone. John rightly confesses his sin and his need for the forgiveness that comes only through Jesus. And yet, it's here where John doesn't quite fully grasp 
his ministry at this moment. Jesus here comes to do his father's pleasure. We just sang about that, didn't we? And he wasn't going to be denied. Jesus answered him, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. So what does this mean? Good Lutheran question, right? While everyone baptized would have had their sins washed away, Jesus doesn't come to have his sin washed away. Because Jesus is true God. He's holy. He's without sin. And so it is that Jesus comes to be baptized in order to have the world's sin imputed upon him. To have the world's sin placed upon him. Jesus is the source of forgiveness. And wins forgiveness for sinful man by becoming sin for us. This is what St. Paul writes in his second letter to the Corinthians. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. And so as the waters of the Jordan River flow over him in his baptism, Jesus unites himself with sinful man. He aligns himself with us. He takes into his very flesh your sin. He assumes the responsibility of your sin so that he might make atonement for that sin. Jesus' baptism designates him as the sin bearer. The very Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he does so by offering up his life unto death for you. Jesus came to the Jordan not for his sake, but for you. Jesus' baptism is necessary for if he hadn't been baptized to fulfill all righteousness, we would be lost forever. Now, prior to Jesus' baptism, John the Baptist didn't completely understand why Jesus needed to be baptized. But as Jesus comes out of the water, as John sees the Holy Spirit descend upon Jesus as a dove, as he hears the Father declaring, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Well, John's eyes are open. Now remember, John is a Levite. His father is a priest. He understands how the Day of Atonement works. In the Day of Atonement, the sins of the people were imputed upon the Lamb. They were placed upon the Lamb before it was slaughtered. And John had been preaching about the forgiveness of sins. And those sins had to go somewhere. And you know where they went, right? They were placed upon Jesus. And it's why John the Baptist says of Jesus until his dying breath, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Oh, redeemed in his baptism, 
Jesus is already preparing for his death, where streams of blood and water will flow from his pierced side. In the place of sinners, in our place, Jesus, the sinless one, is punished on the cross as the chief of all sinners. He's the one who bore our griefs. He's the one who carries our sorrows to the cross. He's the one whom the Lord has laid on, us, on him the iniquity of all of us. And through his hand-pierced hand feet and hands and side, Jesus stands as the ransom payment to appease God's wrath for you. He died the death that you deserve. He received the damning condemnation of God in your place. The fulfillment of all righteousness is heard in His fullness when He cries out, It is finished. The one baptized by John is the one who not only fulfills all righteousness, but He also gives it to you. Consider what took place in the waters of holy baptism. Here, you have a gracious gift as the waters flow over you. Baptism isn't some religious rite that initiates you into a religious club of like-minded religious people. Baptism isn't a human work. Baptism is the work of God Himself through water and the Word. At the font, Jesus' blood covers you. Just saying of this, where we see with eyes of faith the blood of Jesus. And that blood washes away the stain and guilt of your sin. What St. Paul writes of in his letter to the Romans do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were buried, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. Jesus the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world is the saving content of baptism. Your baptism saves you because baptism is Christ. Through His baptism, Jesus places Himself into those blessed waters. There isn't a single benefit that Christ has won for you on the cross that He hasn't given to you in the waters of holy baptism. Isn't that wonderful? Again, recall John's words. I need to be baptized by you. In many ways, John is right. And in baptism, that's exactly what God does for you. The triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is truly present in your baptism. The Father speaks His divine approval upon you. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter, with whom I am well pleased for Christ's sake. Jesus places 
himself into this blessed water. And as a result, holy baptism is a wonderful and blessed exchange. It washes away your sins. And not only that, but it gives you Christ's righteousness. And the Holy Spirit bestows upon you the new life of faith. Through water and the Spirit, you are born again. You're born from above. And the triune God names you one of His beloved children. For Christ's sake, He bestows upon you all the gifts of heaven, making you heirs with Christ of all the treasures of heaven. Fellow redeemed, as we've entered this blessed season of Epiphany, the season of light, as it's often referred to, I pray that the light of God's word may continue to shine upon you this truth. As we sing, in baptism we now put on Christ. Our shame is fully covered with all that he once sacrificed and freely for us suffered. For here the flood of his own blood now makes us holy, right, and good before our heavenly Father. God be praised. Amen. May the peace of God which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord.